Hello from the Equality Lounge at CES. It's January 2020 and we're on location in sunny Las Vegas with our incredible partner Spotify capturing the stories of female entrepreneurs, executives, inventors, and change makers. I'm your host for this series, Nell Daly, Chief Content Officer of the Female Quotient. For this episode, I did interview an inventor. Her name is Laura DiCarlo. If you follow women in tech at all, you may have heard a version of her story already. Essentially, Laura's first product, the Osei Robotic Massager, won the honorary designation in the Robotics and Drones category of the CES Innovation Awards. The awards are supposed to be determined by an independent panel that ranks a series of products with any product that gets a high enough score becoming an honoree. After becoming an honoree, Laura was then told that the product didn't comply with the rules. In essence, CES was uncomfortable with honoring a sex toy. Laura decided to go public with her story last year. Listen to what she has to say about the outcome of that decision. We see a lot of these women in these positions where they're able to make change. And when we see these people, we see very powerful people. Um, I have people come up to me all the time and they're like, oh, you have to be a certain kind of person in order to deliver a message or be a very powerful person or very much an, an extrovert. And that's wrong. That's so wrong. You can be any kind of person. And as long as you're passionate about what you're doing and you have the drive um, get your message out there because there, you're right, there's a, an entire wealth of support that is just waiting. All you have to do is speak up. I was afraid everybody was um, going to point their finger at us and, you know, say, you know, stop bitching, stop whining. You know, you're just, you know, you're just mad that they took your award away. And really, we had to stop and take a look at, at everything that happened. And we knew that it went against our values. Our values are rooted in respect and empowerment and integrity. And for us, that creates an inclusive environment. We said, you know what? We know that what they did is wrong. And if we don't say something, that's not in keeping with our values. So we had to say something. But what it did is it gave us a really good opportunity to have a bigger dialogue, a bigger conversation than ourselves about the importance of, of not just female sexuality, but sexuality period as well. And because we view female sexuality as being sacred. And they said that our product was immoral and obscene and profane. And, and we're thinking, no, it's sacred. That's ridiculous. So when we challenged them and then we, we brought all this news to an international platform and brought it to light, the support was absolutely astounding. I thought we would, of course, we'd have some folks that would be excited about it and they would support us. And, but the amount of support was just staggering. I mean, it was international. It was people from all walks of life. And then a couple of months later, the CTA, the Consumer Technology Association, came back and they said, you know, let's let's talk. And I said, this is a great opportunity to have a health conversation about the importance of female sexual health and wellness and how it intersects with technology. And now we're here at the show this year and we now see sex tech here within health and wellness because sexual health and wellness is health and wellness and that's where it belongs and it's done in a really respectful and healthy and inclusive manner and um i i definitely hope we can be back next year because i i only think i only see things as getting better but we're definitely we're a little cautiously optimistic so we'll see how that plays out but uh very excited that we could be agents for change and uh kind of lead this lead the charge a little bit i have chills listening yeah. to you it's really amazing <laughs> considering where we started this conversation yeah it's huge yeah. it's huge to open up a space on that floor yeah to uh 
to dedicate to women and to yep. human sexuality and link it appropriately to health exactly is is crucial and um, needed yeah we actually uh talked to uh karen chapka and she uh, the, the vp at the cta and she called me um sometime last year and said you know we might do a, a sex tech um uh space by itself and i said you know it's really it needs to be interspersed with uh health and wellness because that's what it is it's health and wellness and now it's and that's part of the mission to normalize how we discuss sexuality because human sexuality is a part of our humanity. It's a part of who we are and it's a part of our everyday lives. And we shame that and we shroud it in, in shame. And, um, now you go to the show and it's not off in a corner. It's very, it's done really nicely. It's beautifully done. Um, respectfully, there's no object objectification of female or human bodies at all. Um, and it's, it's just kind of everywhere and it's, you know, it's right next to, you know, sleep uh, technology and uh, exercise technology and it's normalizing the conversation. And that's exactly what we wanted. How has the journey been for you to find your voice around this issue? Um, it, Big question. It's just that it's, it's a journey. Um, I think early on, I thought that I was going to have to be completely alone and I would have to do this on my own and I had to be strong by myself. And, um, that was definitely the wrong way to go about that. I think that we've looked at a lot of people in business and, uh, for a very long time and thought, okay, that's a strong individual and they must've gotten there all by themselves. And, and, you know, that's how a lot of men have, have, have climbed the ladder. And the fact is the moment I, I sat back and said, I don't know how to do this. I need help. I don't know how to do this. I need support. Somebody help me learn how to do this. I don't know anything about channel strategy. I didn't know much about marketing. I wasn't a CEO when I started this. I didn't, I didn't know how to start a business. Um, in fact, the first person that told me I had a great idea, I looked at them and like kind of cross-eyed and went, I'm not an inventor. I don't know the first thing about business. I'm a nurse. And um, six months later, I founded a company. And it just, it takes time. You have to be very patient and very loving with yourself and, and understand one, you're not alone and you don't need to be alone. Garner that help and learn to trust other people. Because I'll tell you, I am, I started out very stubborn, very much a perfectionist, thinking that I had to do this on my own. And that was the biggest lesson I've learned so far is that, you know, I can't do it all by myself. I, I need to learn to trust people. I need to learn um, to rely on those that are closest to me. And now I have this amazing wealth of knowledge and an incredible team that um, I can fall back on. And, and that's, you know, that's part of our, our equality and our inclusivity message as well. Um, we want to bring everybody to the table because everybody has different skill sets. Everybody has different sets of knowledge and experience from all different walks of life, no matter the color of your skin, how old you are, um, your sexual orientation, your identity, um, or your ability. Bring all those people to the table because somebody at that table is going to be better at something than you are. Let everybody innovate with you. And when the tide rises, all ships rise with that tide. Mm -hmm. I mean, how can I even follow that up? <laughs> that was so beautiful. <laughs> you know, what struck a chord with me too is that you initially went into the helping profession. And I think people in the helping profession mm -hmm. have a really hard time asking for help. Ooh, yes. We are the caregivers. <laughs> Really, it's, it's and hard. so that's interesting that that's where you started saying like it was a huge moment for me to find my voice when I my used my voice to ask for help. Yeah. Um, 
Before we end, I want to ask you one other question. And if you could fill in the blank for me, that would be great. Ooh, okay. I use my voice for... Lifting others up. Oh, and Enzo will close with that. That was Enzo Ferrari Drift to Carlo, my Pomeranian. Oh, nice. wanted to be a part of this podcast, apparently. Oh, it, I mean, he had to use his voice, too. Yes. Yes. And he liked what you had to say. Yeah. I think, secondarily, it's, it's lifting others up, but it's also our mission is about helping people feel comfortable in their own skin. And because we know when we can do that, people feel more empowered. And when you feel more empowered, you can go out and do great things. You've been listening to a podcast produced by the Female Quotient and powered by Spotify. For more information on our mission, please visit thefemalequotient.com or follow us on social at Female Quotient, that is F-E-M-A-L-E-Q-U-O-T-I-E-N-T on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter. And we also wanted to mention that we're hosting the series on Anchor. So cool. Anchor is an amazing free podcast distribution platform. Stay tuned for more equality hacks from the Equality Lounge at CES.